0: This is Reflections, I'm trying to boost your connection. This is Reflections, feel it in your soul. This is Dijon, I'm just sharing my mind and my heart, enjoy the elevation. What's good, fam? I am here with Christina Bukowski. Hey, Kay, how you doing? Hello. She is an astrologer, a tarot reader, and a modern mystic. She's known as the emotional support witch online. And I'm super stoked because we've known each other for years and she's always been a, a very multifaceted artist and human being, but she's more recently switched her focus to Embracing her intuitive and kind of like mystical gifts. So that's what we came to talk to her about today.
1: Yes. Yes. Super excited. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So I've noticed this switch kind of happened about when COVID started because you couldn't do your regular gig of photography, obviously, because we had to be in the house. Yeah. But I know that you were into these things before that. So I'm curious how you got introduced to these magic arts?
1: The magical arts. Yeah. I, I would say when I moved to San Francisco, I was born and raised in LA. I moved to San Francisco in 2013. And it was right around then that I just started kind of opening my mind to different spiritual concepts. Like I had just started listening to Ram Dass podcasts. Like I was just starting to get into meditation it was like right around then that I had stumbled upon Shawnee Nicholas, who's like, you know, a mega star astrologer now, who actually read my birth chart back in 2014 for the first time. And just seeing the way that she wrote about it and the way that she really approached horoscopes just kind of like blew my mind wide open. And I was also living with someone at the time in San Francisco who self-identified as a witch. And I was just like that's so bold, like, that's so, that's so confident of you, that's so cool, like, you know, this was, like, a a familial thing, too, and they had introduced me, or given me tarot deck, and I started reading oracle cards, tarot cards, and so it was just then that, like, these ideas really started to kind of bubble, and then over time, I started really, like, leaning more and getting more into them, especially as my freelance career kind of started taking off it was like really in tandem together so for the last five years as I've been doing photography like also that's like the front-facing side of me but like the side of me that the public didn't see was just like you know me doing like moon circles and moon ceremonies and like reading my friends tarot cards and like Getting more into my birth chart, learning astrology through my own birth chart. And then, like on my phone, I have tons of other charts saved of like all of my friends and stuff. So it was just something I was interested in for such a long time. And then, right around the time that COVID hit, I noticed that, or I knew very early on that my work, the the way that I knew it and the frequency with which it was happening was. It, it, I just saw the ending. I saw the writing on the wall. Like, you know, I think people were like, oh yeah, well, things will come back to normal in a couple of weeks. I'm like, no, like there's a death happening here. And I noticed that also a lot of people were really struggling with the time that they were forced to spend in their homes alone, you know, that like isolation. But I personally felt like I was thriving, you know, I'm so used to being alone and having quiet time, quiet space to myself. So I saw it as an opportunity to really help people become more deeply acquainted with themselves in a way that maybe they haven't before. You know, this is really, this is an opportunity for even deeper self-discovery because it's like, how are we going to come out of this? You know, we're all being asked and invited to change so that's kind of the 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 story of how emotional support which came to be
0: yeah I think that's great it's I feel like you're showing by example the process of like letting something go and opening up to what feels more aligned in the present moment which is hard for people because a lot of a lot of people don't like change you know we like to stay in our routines until it's sometimes forced which was this was a very forced change Um, but i also know that your connection with these like non-physical energies probably helps you like embrace the changes more because you can see the reflections in the other dimensions yes and one thing i really appreciate about the way you interact with it is you make it very relatable. Like we had a a reading, you know, not too long ago, maybe a month ago. And I felt like, well, one, your intuition was spot on, but two, it's just very down to earth. So for people that are only maybe peripherally familiar with astrology, maybe they only know about the sun sign. Could you kind of give a, a general, like how you can apply it to your life or make it make sense?
1: Yeah, so... Sun sign. It's it's funny because I had learned recently that most astrologers actually write their horoscopes not for your sun sign, but for your rising sign, or your ascendant, and that's you know another really important aspect of your chart because it points to what you're here to do, like what your motivation, what your per what part of your purpose is, so part of your life purpose is your sun sign. Like it's a very important part of your chart, but then there's also your rising sign and it's kind of like what you're striving for, what you, what you want to be known for. So that's really important too. And this, the rising sign determines the order of like all of the houses. So when an astrologer is writing a horoscope and they're seeing the movement of Mars through, you know, where's Mars right now? Pisces, So they, if it's like a a Taurus rising, you know, they'll be like, okay, Pisces is the 11th house. And this, so this Mars movement through your 11th house means certain things. But so that's determined on your rising sign. It's not really based off of your sun sign. So another really important aspect of your chart too is your moon sign. And that refers, that represents your like your inner world, your emotions, like your instincts, how you were raised, you know, your body, like your parents, like it's it, all of these really, really important aspects of our lives that aren't so outward focused. So it's really like a blend between these three, we call them the big three mm. placements that really give a, a, an idea, a well-rounded idea of, you know, who you are and, but there's so much more than just those big three, right there's our whole we're our whole chart. we are all the signs, we are all the planets, and it's just getting to know how the planets are having conversations together, how they're interacting with each other, in what you know what houses, what signs that all kind of like flavors the individual in in different ways.
0: right yeah, I think that probably most people are just familiar with the sun sign and then some go to the big three that's about where my understanding really stops you know i know that venus has to do with like relationships or stuff like that but not really but one thing that i enjoyed that you offered was your witchify your week pdf
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. and i felt like that
0: was a really cool way to make it kind of like tangible about like okay on this day this energy is more dominant so maybe you could explain how you broke that down. What that, what what that is? Mean. Yeah.
1: Okay. So when I was freelancing, I, I've not had like a normal nine to five schedule for a very long time. I've kind of like been on this alternative. Like I create my own schedule. I really create my own week. You know, I have like loose business hours, but not really and i can't, i stumbled ac- across this infographic like a long time ago and i had started to kind of like formulate or structure my life based off of the idea that every single day of the week is governed by a different planet and this is wisdom that has been passed down for like 5000 years i want to say the ancient babylonians who created the days of the week as we know them, did it in order to revere and dedicate to each of the planets that were visible. And at the time, only seven planets were visible. And the idea is, is like all of these, these planets have different kind of like deities or they have different characteristics attached to them, but all of the, they're not really so external. It's, it's still exists within us. Does that, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, we all have the sun, we all have the moon, we all have a Mars, we all have a Venus. Um, And so every day of the week kind of has the energetic signature of a different planet. The first day of the week being the sun, like our life force, our vital energy, like that day is about us. It's about doing what we want, you know? No, like, and that's my rule too, is like, I don't work on Sundays. Like Sundays are days that I literally go outside in the sun. I'm with friends and with family, you know, um, I'm taking care of myself. I'm really just do, it's like my one day that I can do whatever the fuck I want. And then Mondays are ruled by the moon. So that's really a time where we nourish and we take care of our bodies and we, and we assess our emotions Um, And we go within like and I think that this is why a lot of people do not like Mondays because they don't really like facing them themselves and their emotions and what's inside people would rather like run away. So there's this kind of like pop culture idea of like, oh, Mondays suck because it's like the start of the week. First of all, it's not even intuitive to start your work week on a Monday. The weekend really should be Sunday, Monday, and then it starts on Tuesday Mm. because Tuesday is ruled by Mars which is action, motivation. It's like drive, determination. It's like the will to do things. So I personally like to start my weeks, my work weeks on Tuesday. That's like I send out emails. You know, I get to work on the projects. I launch the projects that I want to to do. And then Wednesdays are ruled by Mercury, which is all about communications. It's a really good time to have conversations. It's a really good time to like share a message. It's a really good time to just speak, write, share ideas, have meetings, you know? So I just, I think that it's just a really interesting alternative way of living our life because to be honest, the, the normal way that people live like Monday to Friday, like in the weekends, like nine to five, like it just doesn't resonate with me. Right, and it hasn't for a really long time because I'm not a part of that matrix. Right, I've I've exited mm. from that that matrix for a really long time, and it just kind of ke- it keeps us like really tired, and it keeps us going against our intuition. Mm. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, so Sunday is the day to do you and be nourished and be revitalized by the sun. Mm -hmm. Monday is a day for you to be present with your emotions
1: and your your body,
0: your internal sphere and your body. Mm -hmm. Tuesday is ruled by Mars. So it's a day to like start action. And ideally the week would start on Tuesday. Wednesday is Mercury, which is communication.
1: Yes. Ideas, writing. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday is Thursday's Thor, Jupiter, It's that's a day to that's actually the day that I like to like look at my money because ideally I would like my money to grow and Jupiter is about making things kind of grow. Nice. So you know I make it's about like making plans and like like visualizing visualizing a different future. Like it's it's a good day to be really generous with other people. It's a good day to learn. Jupiter is all about higher education and our spirituality and our philosophy. So it's a really good day to like take a course online, you know, like expand your mind, like how visualizing ways to expand your mind. Like what do you want to expand in your life? Work with Jupiter on Jupiter's day to do that. And then my favorite day is Friday because it's Venus day and and Fridays are in pop culture and like right in our society are known as paydays, right? Well, Venus rules finances. What, are, what else is Fridays? It's date night. What does mm-hmm. Venus rule? Relationships, love, romance, you know, flirtation. So it's like on some level, we kind of intuitively already act like the planet on the day saturday saturn day is usually a day that people catch up on like work that they couldn't do during the week because they were busy with you know their job so it's like saturday is like housework cleaning running errands you know like handling those like earthly responsibilities so that sunday we can just kind of like kick back relax
0: yeah cool you know so interesting. So Venus you said rules finances and relationships.
1: Yes, it's money and love. It's like what we value, what mm. is worthy to us.
0: Yeah, that's a great. There's a lot of gems in there. My money, my finances day was usually Tuesday, but now I move it to Thursday.
1: Thursday or Friday? You know, Friday's a good day to look at finances or Wednesday because Mercury really deals with data. So if you're like having to do a lot of data analysis or something like that you know it's like it's kind of i like to equate it like like uh you're going with a current like an energetic current as opposed to swimming against it
0: yeah i was literally just thinking that we're tuned in
1: totally yeah
0: yeah i think that's an an easy way for people to imagine it because You know fish are in the ocean so that's all they know but we can see the current and feel the current and they know it even though they maybe couldn't name it and human beings are in an energetic current and I feel like what people like you have the ability to do is to tune in to oh now the current's going this way or now it's going this way it's being Mm -hmm. pulled by this so you know you can take the time to learn it yourself or you can tune into an expert like Christina and then get some guidance.
1: I like to think of myself as like a weather person. Like I can, it's like astrology is basically like the weather. It's like, okay, well today there's this, you know, there's this aspect or whatever, like be careful for this or like today's a good day to do this. Like it's really, yeah, it's like working with the energy. And I will never forget the first time I heard the quote, the Nikola Tesla quote, like if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, Mm -hmm. you know? We are energetic beings, like we are energy. there is an electromagnetic field like around us. like we can tell when somebody has bad vibes. we can tell when somebody has really good energy and, and the moon li- literally like affects our oceans and the tides, and like on full moons, more people go to the hospital, more people kind of like. So it's like these patterns have really been – we can see them play out. And so when people don't – when people think that they're disconnected from the cosmos, it's like, are you crazy? (laughs) You know, like you're so deeply connected to these things.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's maybe what trips people up or people feel like, you know, it's an excuse not to take personal responsibility or to be determined. But I don't think that's what this is saying because you still have choice, but Absolutely. You, can, you can go with energies or against them. Uh, another example that's probably easy to understand is you know, at a certain time of day, when it starts to get dark, your body will start to produce melatonin You know, if it's dark so that you can sleep because it wants you to be rested and then the sun kind of like w- wipes that away and you're able to face the day. And it's like, you still have a choice to stay up during the nighttime if you want to, right? Yeah. But that's not the way the organic natural energy system is wired.
1: Exactly. And, and prior to this society that we live in now, our ancestors were so deeply connected to the rhythms and the cycles and the patterns of nature. Right. You know, like they knew what – you know, they, they just had such a, a really deep understanding from thousands and thousands of years of observational wisdom. And we've lost that right. over, t- over time. You know, I, I want to say that astrology specifically, there was like a very concentrated campaign or effort to discredit it like around the the scientific revolution, because it doesn't deal in, it deals with energetic stuff and not so much physical reality. And because we can't measure it in a lab and produce the same results, like then all of a sudden it means it's, it's not real. And it's like, that's, that's a very limited way of looking at the universe. Right. And I think that there was also a concentrated effort to, to discredit the study of astrology because it gives people so much information about themselves. It's like, you know, information, knowledge is, is power. Mm. So imagine kind of like stripping all of this knowledge and this power away from people. Well, it's a lot easier to control them.
0: Mm. Yeah, I hear that. So you're looking to empower people to be in more alignment.
1: Exactly. It's like, why don't you get to know yourself in this way so that you have no doubt about what your mission is in life, about who you are, like at your essence, at your core. Like our our birth charts really tell us what our life purpose is. Like how incredible is that? Like that information is there for everyone to see if you want to look it up. Like there's, I've always like I've gone my whole life being like, what's my purpose? Like, why am I here? And thinking that it's, you know, so many other different things. And it's like, oh, no, it's very simple.
0: Hmm. And you do birth chart readings, right?
1: I do. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite astrology to do because it's, you know, birth charts are really uh, your cosmic blueprint. It's, it's, uh, It's the guidebook to your life, you know, it's. tells all of your talents it tells all of your shortcomings it tells you you know what you'll be good at it tells you what you'll be challenged by like it's there's so much information like even an hour long session for me is like not enough sometimes I'm like rushing through it because there's so much information
0: yeah I I love that and just to make it like tangible could you give a couple of examples from your own chart and then explain what that means about your development sure. or your strengths
1: sure okay so i'm a leo sun and leos really need to be seen we have to be we have to because we love the uh, i don't want to say attention because it sounds so egotistical but it's it's really it's like we need to be acknowledged for radiating our warmth and our energy because the ruling planet of Leo is the sun and you can't help but notice the sun. You can't help but feel the warmth of the sun. Like it's just, it's the brightest star right in our, in our little galactic neighborhood. So I was, (laughs) my cat just jumped up. I was a theater major in, in high school. I'm sorry, in college. I was, I did theater in high school, but also, also in college but this was like I didn't really know anything about my my birth chart like really prior to this I just knew that I had a need to do this like I my parents didn't even want me to be a theater major in college they wanted me to do something more practical and I was like no I need to do this like I need to express myself I need to be seen I need to like tell stories I need people to feel me and then more recently Okay, another example is I'm a Capricorn rising and Capricorns are really known for their work ethic and like being really good entrepreneurs and like business people and you know it's your rising sign is like what you're what you're here for, what you want to be known for. And like I always it, it's always been such a source of pride for me to be known for my professionalism, to be known for like how good of my like of a work of a worker I was and like to and, and my accomplishments, my achievements through my career, you know, were like that. That's really like what I've been f- so focused on for the last, you know, five and a half years was my career accomplishments, you know, that speaks to my Capricorn rising. And then even going further than that, speaking of career, if you want to look at your career and what you're like really meant to do, you can look at the 10th house in your chart and that's the area of our chart that can point to like what kind of a career like what's going to happen in our career world and I have it's the sign of Libra and I have moon and Venus in there and that is that speaks to creating beauty for a living which is what I did through photography you know I was known for my artistic gifts you know our libra you know is a very artistic sign because it's ruled by venus you know and i have venus in libra so it's like i really get to ex- get to express and share those venusian talents of mine with the public through my career so does that did that answer that question like yeah yeah okay
0: yeah very great cool. And uh, I
1: could go on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I get it. I understand. So that's very cool. And so mm-hmm. and now, you know, now that we're we're slightly coming out of COVID, but you're you've kind of fully transitioned to this this profession and the emotional support which mm-hmm. offering. Mm-hmm. So what are the different offerings people could come to you to get?
1: Well, they can get their birth chart read by me, and we. Through that, we talk about your sun moon rising, your Mars, your Venus, and then your your nodes, the north node and the south node, which really point to the the purpose. And then any like major aspects or any like major points in the chart that also need to to be shared. So that's one. And then another one is I also do tarot readings. And tarot is one way of it's kind of like, I like to think of it as kind of like a energetic check, check-in, check you know? People think of tarot as like, oh, I'm gonna tell your fortune. And I'm like, what if, you know, what if we get the death card? Like, does that mean I'm gonna die? I swear, I've gotten that question like so many times. and like, chill, no. I physically am not going to predict your death. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what I can do, what, what a, a tarot reader does is it's kind of like looking into the energy of the situation that you are coming to me about. So if it's like a love situation or if it's a career situation, it's like, okay, let's go into the nitty gritty of it. And the the cards really point to archetypes and significant parts on the journey of, of, of the human journey. Like we all have, the same archetypes in us. We all have similar universal experiences and these are illustrated through the cards. And so like the cards will show us where we are at now, what happens, should we continue to go down this path? Maybe any advice, like how can we switch up the energy? How can we continue it? Do you know what I mean? It's like a, yeah, it's just like an energetic check-in. Cool. So. So yeah, I do astrology, I do tarot readings and I'm trying to figure out a way to bring different one-on-one offerings like more maybe more coaching, more courses, more just be more of like a teacher and a leader in a way, but I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing a great job. I mean, you just made this transition a couple of months ago and I personally have been really enjoying all that you've done and I've gotten a session from you and I would highly recommend it to anyone, you know?
1: Yay. Thank you so much. I know. Again, speaks to my Capricorn rising, like loses one job instead of just like coasting and just kind of like chill and relaxing. I'm like, okay, let me just like rebrand myself. Let me like get a new LLC. Like let me like set up all these different new systems to like create a new career for myself. I, which I just thought was really funny. I was like such a Capricorn, by
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's just inspiring energy to, to interact with in general, especially at this time when everyone's being forced to, to just create something new, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. We're going, 2020 is like a huge reshuffling year. It's like a huge restructuring year because the year started off with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn in my first house actually, which is so funny because it's such a, it's such a death and it's such a rebirth and it's such a restructuring for me personally, myself, my, the, who I present as in the world, you know, because their first house is really like the, it's the first house that people see of you. It's what people know you as, but collectively in the whole world, the Saturn Pluto conjunction kicked off coronavirus it kicked off like all of these this this critical conversation that we're having in this country about race you know and and who knows because saturn's going to go back into capricorn and it's going to touch the same degrees as it was in the beginning of the year so it's like it's really not over yet
0: Hmm. i think people need to hear that so i'll repeat it again that you said it's really not over yet no so we got some more cleansing to do I feel like healing happens in waves and, yes. you know, there's kind of a limit that can happen in one wave. So it'll happen and then you get a breather and then you got to go back in and like clean things up a little bit more. So, you know, just an invitation for people to be aware of that. And if you need more guidance and insight, then you have an emotional support which here to help you with that process.
1: Exactly. And I freely share, you know, information online about what's happening collectively, mostly through my Instagram. But yeah, if you want like a personalized, like, how is this energy affecting me? Or like, what's, what's a good next step for me or whatever? You know, yeah, you can book a private session.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'll make sure to get, you know, your Instagram handles and your website to put in the show notes. And if y'all out there want to connect with Christina and dive a little bit deeper, you can do that.
1: Yay. I would love to. It's, it brings me so much joy to speak with people and to relate to people like this because, you know, a lot of people, this is their first introduction to all this information. And I feel like people are a little bit more open to mysticism now. I mean, Neptune is in Pisces, so it's, it is kind of like opening people up a little bit, but I just think that people in general are like, there's got to be something more to life than just going to work, paying bills, you know, what we have become accustomed to. So,
0: 100%. And I feel <laughs> like the more open we are to what that more is, the easier it will be to transition through this time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to say before we sign off here?
1: No, just to anyone listening, just take it really, really easy this year. Mm. Be very gentle. It's not really a time to push forward and to like do, a, you know, take it one day and one step at a time and, and take a lot of time to yourself to like replenish, refresh, reflect. You know, we have all these planets in retrograde, like people are just, their minds are being blown wide open. Just like, be gentle, be easy mm. for the rest of the year. Yeah,
0: I appreciate that. That's good for me because I like to, to do a lot. So I appreciate- I know,
1: Aries. The, the reminder. <laughs>
0: Aries, Libra, moon, Libra rising though.
1: Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, all cardinal signs. They yeah. like to initiate, take action.
0: That's true. But I appreciate the invitation to, to nourish, to heal, and thank you for your time and sharing your presence and your energy.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure.
0: All right, fam. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Reflections. If you did, share it with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes so we can get this consciousness out there more. Let's elevate the whole community. Peace and love.